You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. When I was in kindergarten, there was this day where, where all of our grandparents were invited to class. It was like Grandparents' Day or something. And so the whole class made a big batch of cupcakes. And when our grandparents arrived, we were supposed to have this kind of like ceremony where each of us individually was supposed to take our cupcake and walk across the room and present it to our grandparents. It was a really simple process. <laughs> but as I stood there... I was four, thinking about the distance I had to walk with all of those pairs of adult eyes bearing down at me. I began to fear that their attention would like burn holes through my clothes, and so when it came time for me to give my gift, I froze. My teacher then begged me to carry my cupcake across the room, but I just couldn't. I was totally frozen. For whatever reason, on that day, the weight of being seen was just too much. I just wanted to hide. So after everybody got tired of waiting, what happened was this little boy standing beside me had to take my cupcake and walk over and give it to my grandparents. I was mortified. (laughs) I mean, it's hilarious now, but it's a story that has haunted me my entire life. And it's haunted me because... The fear of being seen has always been one of my biggest fears. I know that my fear of being seen came about in part because I knew from a young age that I was gay and the culture that surrounded me taught me that being gay was a part of myself that I would have to hide. But even now, years later, where it's pretty hard to hide the fact that I'm gay, my... uh, (laughs) My fear of being seen still leads me to hide parts of myself. Parts like that I sometimes eat pie for lunch, but only when no one is looking. (laughs) Or that I hate my back and my shoulders, so you'll never catch me in a tank top like Pastor Nadia. (laughs) (laughs) And despite the fact that I know in my head that God sees us and loves us just as we are, I still fight daily with that warped belief that I have to hide parts of myself, revealing them carefully at strategic moments. But in today's gospel, Jesus tells us a parable about the power of being seen, especially in those circumstances where we've been programmed to hide. It's a powerful and actually very funny parable, but I found it so short and pithy that it was difficult for me to see at first that this was a parable that was talking about being seen. And so I started wondering how Jesus would tell it differently if he were trying to make the same point today. And, And I decided that it might go something like this. There once was this asshole CEO of a major real estate company, or a corrupt career politician, or a Hollywood media mogul, but this asshole CEO cared only about money and amassing more and more real estate. Oh, and by the way, he had really weird hair. (laughs) 
And then there was this trans woman who worked in the mail room at the real estate company, and she kept getting passed over for a promotion over and over, but the woman had no access to the CEO, and so she started tweeting about her experience, and it got picked up by CNN and Huffington Post and Breitbart, and at first the CEO ignored her tweets, but one day he was sitting in his jet, talking to himself, saying, Though I am an asshole CEO and care only about money and amassing more real estate, oh, and also my really amazing hair, I will promote her so she'll stop tweeting about me and my tremendous company. And then I imagine Jesus would say, listen to the asshole CEO. If that nut job heard the cries of the trans woman, will God not bring justice to all her beloved children? End of parable. Now, of course, my imaginary 21st century parable is purely fictional. Any resemblance to actual living persons is purely coincidental. <laughs> but my retelling helped me see what I hear Jesus saying and also what I don't hear him saying. I don't hear him saying that if we pester God enough with prayer, God will give us what we want because God will well, God will get annoyed at us faster than the CEO? That doesn't sound like the God of Jesus at all. No, this parable only started to make sense when I was reminded that widows in Jesus' day had no access to judges. Just like a woman mail clerk would likely have no access to the CEO of her company. Thus, the, the original audience of Jesus' parable would would have realized that it was a big deal that this widow was seen at all by the powerful judge. Like so many categories of people today, widows were expected to stay hidden. They were told to stay home, be quiet, and make do with what little they had. Kind of like trans people who are told to wait until they get home to use the restroom, like women who are told they must grin and bear sexual assault, or just like the millions of average people who get up and go to work every day for companies that don't see them as people, but as invisible, generic, expendable employees. Some 2,000 years later, we live in a world that is still quite similar to the world of the widow, where being seen feels like a fantasy for so many. Yet the widow in today's parable shows us what happens when we come out from hiding and refuse to believe the lie that we are unseen. The widow, she gets what she needs, not because she begged for it, but because her begging reveals that she lives as if she were seen. Because she is seen. The widow knows that God sees her, and she lives in that reality, rather than living in the lie that she is unseen. It's the, it's the widow's knowledge that God sees her that unleashes the chain reaction of justice in this story. Her refusal to hide is what leads the judge to see her for who she is. He can no longer see her as someone to be ignored, but as someone with real needs that he can do something about. 
And not only does the judge see the widow, but he also sees himself. I love the part where the judge uses the same words that Jesus uses to describe himself. Though I have no fear of God, no respect for any person. The widow's decision to live as one who is seen leads the judge to see himself for who he really is. It's all about the seeing and the being seen. Yet despite knowing that God sees me and wants me to be seen, I still struggle to live into God's promise. Particularly when I'm exhausted or unhappy, I find it unbearable to be seen. As if people's eyes are burning through me and if I don't get away fast enough, I'll just disintegrate. Being seen can feel like hell. But this week's gospel promises us that the energy that flows from your eyes to my body and then back again isn't hell, it's God. Jewish theologian Martin Buber wrote, when two people relate to each other authentically and humanly, God is the electricity that surges between them. God is the very life force that makes it possible for us to truly be seen and see each other. It's because God sees every bit of us and loves us that we have the freedom to step out from the shadows and allow ourselves to be seen. And it, and it also gives us freedom to see our neighbor for who they are and not as we would like them to be. Yes, being seen can feel like hell, but hell is actually the opposite. Hell is not being seen and living as if we're not seen. For proof of this, uh, we don't have to look any further than this week's headlines. So much of the awful news we've heard this week is evidence of what happens when we think we're not seen or that the experience of others doesn't deserve to be seen. This news has horrified us, as it should, but more than being horrified by the behavior of an individual, I believe this week we've been horrified because we're reminded of where we all go, what behaviors we all devolve into when we think we can hide when we act as if we aren't seen and don't see what is happening to our neighbor. It's the first thing Adam and Eve do when they realize they have disobeyed God's command. They automatically hide from God's presence. But the good news today is that we have an alternative. We don't have to hide. We don't have to hide because our life has never been hidden in the first place. We are seen. We are seen by God, and God has freed us to see each other. God sees all of us and loves all that she sees. Not because we are worthy, not because of who we are or what we've done, but because God made us to be seen. God made us to be seen by God and by each other. And so in the coming days... May we know that we are all seen and that it is God that flows among us when we are seen and see each other. 
Christ is among us making peace right here, right now. Amen.